Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 119. I'm Evan Addison. And I'm Liz Addison. And we're watching all the horror movies, currently available for streaming on the internet. So you don't have to. This week we're talking about the 2009 horror film, Triangle, written and directed by Christopher Smith, which Not makes this a with... Christmas episode. <laughs> Christmas. That's it's a funny. Christmas episode. I was going to say not to be confused with um movie of this year, Triangle of Sadness. I don't think anyone's confusing them. They they might because they're weirdly similar. They're not that similar. They're kind of similar. They're both on boats. They both are. That's a pretty similar thing. They both involve falling off of a boat. Wow, spoilers. Spoiler alert. That's the weird thing about Triangle of Sadness is that's what I think that movie's about and it takes forever to get there. It's so It's weird. about falling off a boat? It's really not. It's about other... Th- it's about not... Be- it's about when you're on a boat and then you're not on a boat anymore. And the- both those things a- happen in this in these movies. <laughs> it's about capitalism, first and foremost. Anyway, that's not the movie that we're talking about. I'm just saying. I thought it was weird that we watched them... We literally watched Triangle of Sadness the day before this, so it was really on my mind. That's an experience that you could have if you want to at home. If you want to double feature Triangle of Sadness and Triangle 2009, that is an experience you could have. Would you recommend that people watch the film Triangle? I absolutely would. We will get into it, but I think that it was really surprisingly worth watching. Hey, guess what, folks? This movie slaps. (laughs) It it, It does slap. It bangs. I'll say that. It rocks. This movie is about a woman named Jess who goes on a boat ride. Mm hmm. She's the boat's a, called Triangle. She's got a hard life. Her son has uh, either... I can't tell if he's autistic or if he has developmental disabilities and they're calling yeah. him autistic. When you are a child... They also use the arsler for him. So it's just like... who People who don't know him use the arsler for him. Yeah, but like... No, I'm not saying she does. I'm just saying like, it is not clear. This kid has um, some issues. He he's has having a hard time. social issues, you know. And he is different. And she is... Is a single mother. Single mother, really dedicated to taking care of him. Her friend Greg, that she's been hanging out with, invites her on a boat trip Mm -hmm. with some of his friends. Some of his friends, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They go sailing. When we say boat trip, it's a sailboat. Yeah, I would say, like, you're actually providing a lot of information that I don't know is in the movie when you start watching it. There's a solid, like, 10 to 15 minutes in the beginning of this movie where I do not know what's going on. Well, it has a cold open that. Is confusing. Do you? I was going to save that for later because I think that like. No, no, no. I just mean. I just mean that you're describing a lot of things that like are actually not really expository in the beginning of the movie. It's it really throws you in the deep end right away, especially that in a good way. Yes, especially the one of the first things that happens. We see this cold open with her and her son. She's having a hard time. She shows up to the marina. She gets there around the same time as Victor, who's played by Liam Hemsworth. And when don't cross over that. Played by Liam Hemsworth. His brother's, actor. In, his brother's Thor. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, Gale in The Hunger Games. Liam oh. Hemsworth is a very famous Isn't actor. Him? Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, I guess he's famous He's too. a big guy in his own right. Don't only, you know, he's not, he's, he's not, not just his Chris. brother. No no, is, no, 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 no. Have you seen that body? No, but I mean, he's also smaller. Yeah. <laughs> to he's to physically next to his smaller. Brother. Anyway, Liam Hemsworth, Greg gets off his boat to go greet them both. And he's like, Everything cool? And Victor's like, no. Like, kind of just mutters under his breath. And then when Greg goes up to Jess, she seems, like, visibly shaken. Jess, by the way, Melissa George. Relatively. I don't know who that is. To me, she looks like knockoff Rachel McAdams. That was the the experience I was having the entire time. Mulholland Drive? Uh, Yes, I try to forget, but yes. Okay, well, Justin Theroux is, is being pressured to cast somebody in his thing. And they're like, you see her and you say, this is the girl. 
and this is the girl is an important thing. And then it's like kind of the knockoff of the, it doesn't matter. But Interesting. she's okay. an important, she's not a small part in Molinar. That's crazy. Like I don't remember her at all. I don't remember the scene you're talking about. I've clearly repressed a lot of that movie. I mean, she's in other things too. She's like pretty famous. I've never seen her. I don't know her. She's good. Anyway, moving on. She is visibly shaken. She's upset. And I guess we are supposed to sort of assume that it's because she just had this scene with her son that we saw earlier, although the, yep. she's wearing different clothes. They seem like kind of unrelated. So we don't really know why it's still sitting with her this much. Um, and then once they're on the boat and she kind of goes downstairs to like take a nap or whatever. Um, she takes a nap, by the way. She does take a long not, nap. Not the first thing when you're when you're going sailing for presumably the first time. She doesn't seem to have any experience with this. Meeting your friends, new friends. She just goes downstairs Who, and like, falls asleep. Her, the friends don't like her. So she's supposed to kind of be making a good impression. They don't not like her. They're like... Let, little, me, get to, let me get to the end of this okay. conversation and then we'll talk about the other friends because we have to talk about who all they are. Um, but when she's downstairs taking a nap, Greg goes to Victor and is like, why did you say that about like heard that she wasn't having it like why did you why did you answer me in that weird ominous way and he was like because i asked her where her son was and she was like he's at school and it's saturday so what the fuck is she talking about also the son was supposed to come oh right he was oh he was supposed to come that's why she had right right, like, right right where's your son where's your son i thought it was just like a how's your son doing? no he was where supposed to come and then she showed up without him without him and then her the greg is like well her son has special needs so like he goes to a special school don't be an asshole blah 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 Meanwhile, also while this is happening, there there's three other friends. Sally and Downey are married. They are Greg's friends from high school. And Heather is Sally's friend who she has brought to set up with Greg. She's like very insistent that Greg is not dating enough. She wants him settled down so they can double date, I guess. Even though Greg and Jess obviously have a flirtatious thing. Yes, Greg obviously invited Jess here as like a we are sort of dating here you to meet my friends they're not dating but he's but that's kind of what to... he wants he's 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 trying to lead her that way of course again we don't really know why but she's being super weird she's like very disoriented um again if you're if don't go to sleep like that's <laughs> she was not, tired but that's not why you go on a sailboat no but there's i mean i think the premise is that they're gonna be sailing all day so now is actually the time go downstairs sure, set out get refreshed have a little nap. Know. Maybe I'm just a boat bitch, but like... Oh my god, you couldn't convince me to take a nap on a boat, like, but like... It's an exciting experience. Please cherish every moment. I I mean, listen, I'm with you. I'm also a boat bitch. I just think it's not so weird. She's a single mother. She's out here without her son. It technically, I think, is okay for her to take a little nap, get refreshed, and then come out and be like social with everybody. It's not a crime. If I was Sally or Downey or Victor or Heather... I would be like, Greg. What the hell? What's like you invited this this person and they just blew us off to go sleep. Like sure. that's not very nice. It's, I just think that the, if the question is either you're gonna be nasty and bitchy because you're tired. No, you shouldn't be no, I hear you, but I would still be put off by that. That would make me that sure. would not endear me to that person. You know what is worse? She comes back upstairs after napping and she isn't like refreshed and happy. No. She's still acting super weird. Well, she had a nightmare. She had a really bad nightmare that she like washed up on the shore of somewhere and it was really scary. And so she's still really disoriented. She's very sleepy and she, we don't know her at this point. Again, we've only seen really one scene with her son where she's like a mess. And then when she's come to be on the boat where she's like super sleepy and disoriented. So like we kind of get the sense maybe she's just weird. Maybe she's just a yeah. strange woman. They get into a storm. Really weird. Weather is supposed to be fine. 
Storm comes up out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, yeah. We're zooming past this because, like, we're trying to get to the movie still. Like, the movie hasn't really started. The They get to the storm. It blows them over. Yeah, it's, hor- I mean, it's horrifying. It's very scary. Titanic. They like, We've yeah, all seen they it. have, it's, it's, a, it is really long scene though, where they are sinking for like a very long time. I think it's pretty well made. It's not Titanic. Titanic's pretty good, but. Y- well, yes. I mean, this, this sinking happens, I would say over like 10 minutes. Heather does get blown off though. She gets like blown away. Yes. She, she does not, not recover. She does not return when they, the boat capsizes, they all clamber on top of the the hull. hull, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. They're just sitting there for a little while. Yeah. Um, but then they see a big We did mention while they are radioing to the Coast Guard oh, this, to mention right. the brewing storm, um, there is an intercepted transmission, a distress call from I mean A woman. They don't identify themselves. No, no, um, and I don't recognize her voice in the in the moment. No, 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 no. Saying like, she's killing all of us. Please help us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is actually, this is a good character moment. It's a very um, good moment of Greg being such a good guy because even though he is trying to radio to the Coast Guard to like, I think he's reporting the storm even. He's not even yeah. just saying like, come save us. He's like, I don't even know what, like, do you well, recognize this at all? And they're I think, like, no, I think he's fine. asking like, hey, do you have anything on your radar? Because like, it's a, I don't know enough to talk about boats. This might be a boat bitch. It is not, uh, there is no onboard computer. It is a right. small sailboat. It yeah. is small enough that it has a room with a bed in it, but it's or it's, it's big enough that it has a room with a bed in it, but it's small enough that he doesn't have like a radar. So oh, yeah. he's calling the Coast Guard to say, hey, this wasn't in the forecast. This just showed up. And they're like, it's not on our systems at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, they're, but they're also so far out. Like they're in the middle of nowhere at this point. But when he gets this radio from this distressed person. In the he Caribbean, does by the way. We didn't even say that. Oh yeah, in the Caribbean. It's like off the coast of Florida. He does immediately switch to try and help her. He's yeah. like trying to, he's like, say that again. Like, do you have your coordinates? Like he's really trying to like get her, you know, to interact with him and they can't get a hold of her anymore. So that kind of ends. But then the storm hits them, they capsize. Yeah. Heather's gone. A passing ocean liner, mm-hmm. which this this movie caused me to learn the difference between different types of Yeah, like boats. a cruise liner versus, I thought it was like a, could have been like a freight. Yes, but it, it is, is not a freight. for passengers. It is an ocean liner, which is a passenger vehicle that is for transport, not just it's uh, not a, cruise. a pleasure cruise. Right. It is like... If you don't want to fly from for example, Europe to America. The Titanic. To, yes, exactly. An ocean liner. Not a cruise vehicle. Right. But like transports hundreds of people And obviously once. nice ocean liners have cruise elements, right? Where it's like, if you're traveling in style, yeah. we're going to have like pleasure but elements, but it's not, it's not only recreational. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, again, I assume if you're listening to this, you are co- familiar with the concept of the Titanic. It's that size boat. Oh, yeah, it it's is huge. enormous. It's crazy too because like it's coming towards them. My actual first thought, if this was me, was like the thing about these size boats is that they pull you in without to the even, wake, yes. to the wake without even meaning to, or they send you away. So it's dangerous to be in their 100%. vicinity. They don't think about that. They're just like someone could save us. So they start like yelling and screaming and trying to get the attention of anybody on board it's pretty empty but there is one person who they're on the like deck. on the deck who they're like oh she saw us, she saw us that that person saw us like it's all good oh we're here we're down here and then it seems like they're able to just sort of drift over to they skip over whether the or not logistics. this would be hard um but you they are do right manage. that something that large traveling as fast as it is would absolutely 
capsize them either yes. way. Yeah. Um, but they, but this doesn't happen to them. Um, hey, guess what? Guess what? That's not the craziest The boat wants thing. them to board. Um, That's so not the craziest up- thing we've ignored in a horror movie on this True. podcast. Exactly. They pull up to the thing. Of course, because it is also an ocean liner, it has a nice little like, you know how with some big ships you have to board via a dinghy? Yes. That doesn't exist here. They're able to just like kind of hop onto this little lower, almost like a dock marina kind of thing, and then like climb up a ladder. So it's actually pretty easy to get aboard this big ship. Question for the listeners. Are we talking too much about the logistics of boats? Because Liz and I love this shit. <laughs> and if, they have, if yes, then get over it. Because yeah. it's going to only continue to happen. I feel like we're really devastating. I'm just I'm just saying, I will talk about this all day. Yeah, but. I love it. It's, interest- it. it's interesting to me. Because I think about like how hard it is sometimes to get aboard a big ship like this. It's hard to sneak aboard a ship. And this ship is actually pretty well equipped just being like, let's just climb up it. It's great. It has a ladder. In the Supernatural episode where they go on that boat, how do they get on that boat? What boat? They time travel. Dean time travels to like the, the yes. uh, to be a sailor. They're just on it. He just like snaps. They just snap and they're on board the ship because they're they're specifically like they're echolocating they're basically yeah, to yeah. like that one location. That's um, fine. Don't worry about it. I do want to say, I would say that a huge part of why I adore this movie is because it takes place on this boat. Yeah, two boats. Really, this boat. I don't. Okay, sure, the but triangle the other, is fine. I love a sailboat though. You the know? triangle is fine. It's sunk, but yeah. The Aeolus? Yes. A- Aeolus? I'll, hold on. A-E-O-L-U-S? A-E-O-L-U-S, yeah. I would say Aeolus, yeah. The Aeolus rocks. Just it's, a great setting for a horror awesome, movie. yeah. There is not enough horror fiction set on board a big boat. The way that I would describe I how agree. the rest of this movie plays out is like, you know how the Overlook Hotel is like a character unto itself? The Aeolus is like that. Absolutely. And it fucking rocks. Because you never know where you are on this boat. There are so many fucking hallways. There are like so many nice big ballrooms and there's like places for people who work there and there's... There's a theater. Yeah, there's a theater. There's so much going on. So like it's so disorienting in the best way. Incredible location for a horror movie. The only thing that comes to mind is the... uh, Dark Pictures game Man of Madame. Mm-hmm. Which, it's very similar to Man of Madame. It's not that similar. It's cooler than that. But more boat horror. Again, specifically like ocean liner, big boat horror. I agree. Murder I always, mystery. I always think this about, is kind of a murder uh, mystery. I always think about the, what is it? The um, Queen Mary. Yeah. That's a boat you can, a haunted boat you can go on and. Well, yeah, you can visit it. Yeah. It doesn't fly. Or That's where, fly? It doesn't fly at it all. It doesn't fly. That's where Ryan Bergara had his um, supernatural experience that made him believe in ghosts. Ah. That's why I think about it. His toothbrush flew off, or her to- his toothpaste flew off the sink, and he was like, ghost. Gotcha. <laughs> That's the lore. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan Bergara. Uh, um, so yeah, boats are amazing. Ships are amazing. is the father of Sisyphus. We all know Sisyphus because he rolls the... The... Rock up rock. the hill, mm-hmm. and then every day he falls, he falls down. down and has to go up again. Uh, Aeolus is also, he's the um, ruler of the winds. Yes. There's uh, multiple Aeolus, Aeoli, Aeoli. Greek tragedy. Uh, so if you try to look it up, it's actually kind of confusing. But mm-hmm. Jess feels like she's been here before. She has immense deja vu. That yes. is her experience of exploring this boat. They're trying to find help. They're like, okay, this is really empty for the size boat it is. We saw someone on the dock. Someone must be here to help us. Mm-hmm. They can't find anybody. They're wandering around. They go to a ballroom. It's filled with this 
gorgeous beautiful food like buffet so they're like somebody's set this up like that like this food has not been here for months so clearly like oh and like the band is set up there's like a whole yes um her watch says 8 15 but the clock in the no, um her clock her watch and the clock on the boat say 8 15 and Rex says all 11 30 yeah yeah but hers matches the boat hers matches the boat which is mm-hmm. 8 15 so that's the first. I think real sign that this is supernatural in some way, yes. right? Like, I guess we knew that from this boat that is just moving through. Like, again, it also kind of appears out of nowhere when they are on, when they're stranded, that like yeah. a boat this size, you'd see it coming from like well, there was miles a storm. away. There was a storm. Sure. But again, storm, no one's ever seen it. Boat, suddenly out of nowhere. Like, these are supernatural elements. This is the first time it's like, yeah. no, something is up. And it's specific to her. Because, oh, and they, um, so as, as they start wandering around, she finds her own keys. Yes. That were with um, her on the boat. That were with her on the boat. She, no, they, she left them on the boat. Or no, no, she has them. Does she have two pairs now? No. She was in a storm. Yeah. She was overboard. Yeah. So she doesn't have them anymore. So she finds them for the first time on this boat. Yeah. Which is weird. Which is weird. Because they should be at the bottom of the ocean. Yes. Presumably. Or like on the boat somewhere. Yes. On the triangle. Yes. But they're in Aeolus, mm-hmm. in a hallway, mm-hmm. like a like a passenger cabin hallway. Yeah. yeah, they find room two thirty seven. They do find room two thirty seven. There's there's a lot of like shining, shining references in this. Yes, and on the and your comparison to the Overlook is certainly like on purpose. Uh, on the mirror in blood, it says, "Go to the theater." This is when they split up. Well, they're exploring. They're well, yes, but but they're they are split up at this point because only she and Greg, Greg f- see go go to the theater, and they left the other three in the ballroom. Yeah. Or no. No, 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 no. Sorry. Wait, go back. They're in the ballroom together, all five of them. Heather's still gone. Sally thinks Heather is on the boat. She thinks Heather's, she thinks Will Heather Fully... made it on the Aeolus. Yes, she thinks Don't say that's the boat. Who... There's two boats. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She thinks Heather made it on the ship. And which ship? The ship. There's a boat and a ship. Let's let's differentiate that way. Okay. The ship, the, the ship is what they're on now, the boat's what they left behind. Okay. They're on the she thinks that Heather's the one they saw. It's not based in any logic. It's just this poor woman wishing that she's her friend was alive. Like she's just, she really, really, really wants to be Heather. They glimpse someone in a mirror that's on the hallway. Victor takes off running after this person. Yep. He's gone. They're like, shit, we shouldn't have split up. Greg and Jess decide to go look for him. And Sally and Downey stay behind in the ballroom. Yes. Jess and Greg cannot find Victor, but they do find room 237 and this room that says go to the theater. Written in blood on a mirror. Yes. They get in a fight. Yeah, he's, he's like, not so nice being, to her. Yeah. She's like, he's like, you're being paranoid. You think something weird's going on here. Because she cannot let go of how eerie this place is. And the deja vu is. that she's yeah, having. Yeah, yeah. And he is mean to her. And she's like. She has some like, what's the line? Oh, it's like. What, he, what, what does he say to prompt her? He says like, I don't know what's going on in your world, but oh, blah, 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 blah. And she says, and she, my, world my is world's waiting, for, waiting for you to pick him up. After school. So don't talk to me about my world. Yes. It's very dramatic. And you know, it's. It so they, they split up because they've, they're in a fight. They're in a fight. She goes back to. The ballroom. The ballroom. Where the food is rotten. Yep. Moldy. Disgusting. Disgusting. And she saw Downey eat a banana earlier, so she's like, fuck, that's disgusting. That's nasty. Love that. Fairy magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fairy magic as hell. Then Victor comes in, and he is bleeding all over the place. From he the head. From the chest. Up. Yep. Everywhere. Bad. Bloody, bloody. And he sees her, and he's like, 
oh shit. And he goes and runs to strangle her. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I have, what the fuck? Like, I have nothing to do with this. Um, they have a little tussle. Is, they have a little tussle. As she's fighting him, he gets shot in the head. He's gone. Dead. She runs to the theater. Uh, Where Greg is dying. Greg is, has also been shot. He's dying. Sa- Sally and Downey, specifically Sally, starts screaming at her, saying, Greg told us you did this. What the fuck? I knew that you were, you know, yeah, trouble. Like, that you're like, you're fucked up. She tries to start to attack her. More gunshots ring out. Somebody is in one of the box seats shooting at them. Yeah. Okay. So we should also mention this. Fucking sick as hell. This, not only does this boat have a theater, it has a balcony to the Yeah, theater. yeah, yeah. The theater is that fucking huge. Rules. That's so cool. They're in like an aisle of the theater. Yeah. Like, like there's a front part, like an, a front part of the orchestra and a back part of the orchestra. It's massive. It's bigger than my middle school auditorium. Correct. And then, yeah, there's box seats. There's like a second balcony. It's crazy. There's so a They're being shot at. By, if you picture the town that dreaded sundown. Which is like a guy in a burlap sack mask. Yes. Um, and like a jumpsuit. Yes. It is literally like exactly that. This person kills. With like a rifle. Like a, a, like a, a huge rifle. Like blasting. It's at one point hits the seats and it's that sort of thing where it's not just like a gentle bullet hole through the seat. It blows up the chair. I will say later in the film, it seems more like a shotgun, but its range is impressive. So I do think it's a long rifle. I think it's a rifle. Yeah. Um, Downey's dead. Sally's dead. Jess only just manages to escape. She is now the only one. Yeah. She's alone. It's her and this gunman on this boat. As far as we know. As far, again, that's, that's, but all of her friends are dead. They're all gone. Push her to the edge. All her friends are dead. Yes. (laughs) But of course, this is the part in the movie where you're like, how many minutes are left? Oh, we're like, what would you say? Halfway. I was going to say like between a third and halfway. No, we're more than a third. But between a third and halfway. If there was like a... Two-fifths. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's t- a lot left to this movie. And it's like, okay, where are we going now? What's gonna, What could possibly Jess be Jess fights the burlap sack person on the upper deck. Mm-hmm. Throws the gun at her as a weapon, which is a very funny move. She goes and gets an axe. She starts fighting this burlap sack jumpsuit person with an axe. She uh, backs him up to the, the, the deck, like the, uh, the edge of the deck. And that person says... Sort of muffled, but you have to kill them. It's the only way to get home. And then jumps off. Mm-hmm. And then... At which point I wrote, by the way, I just want to say, what? sounds female, exclamation point. Guess it's probably her, question mark. Oh, did you? That's what I wrote. Well, uh, this at this moment, uh, Next she line. looks down. Sorry, I'm just reading my notes. Next line. Guess she's in a time loop, exclamation point. Well, she looks down and sees, in fact, herself and all of her friends Because she's in a time loop. Standing on the triangle... Uh, shouting for help. And she is the person that they saw when they were all down there looking up. She goes up to an office on this upper deck and there's like this killer, like she, this is jazz record playing and there's like a skipping effect that it does. Mm-hmm. And then it, the film keeps like going back a little bit mm-hmm. to like indicate that it's like. I yes, mean, the loop. Mm-hmm. We're spoiling it now, but it's a time loop. Yes. This is when I was like, you know what movie this reminds me so much of? Favorite of the podcast. Mind games. Yeah. Already, all the pieces are there. You're starting Absolutely. to go, okay, I get it. I understand sort of what is going on here. There's still some questions I have, but like, I'm getting it. Is this when she goes? So she's running around. She sees. She's baffled. She's freaking out. 
it sort of depends on how to talk about this the rest of the episode because yeah. like she's learning things and we get a couple loops in. Do you want to go loop by loop or do you just want to like sort of skip to the revelations uh, and like talk about I don't about know them? because I don't remember anymore what happens when. But I think it's a good idea to skip that. Okay. She is running around trying to figure out there is now two versions of her on the boat. Mm-hmm. She drops the keys for herself. The keys that she left earlier. Closing that loop. Yes. It's not really closed, but it is... There are only one pair of keys on the boat at any, at any point. Jess Prime then goes to room 237 where the um, bloody note is already written. Is she Jess Prime? I think this she is She is problem. from the perspective of the film. <sighs> she is from the perspective of the LS viewers. Sure. We follow her the whole time. Mm, yes. Yes. But... We, never, she, we follow her the whole movie. We do, but we also follow other ones. I think this is this is the problem. This is actually, and this is, I will say, right, let's get into this it. is where it differs very much from mind games because... We'll talk about mind games. I have to because I, I really, I would compare them. I think that they're very comparable, but I think that they have one big difference, which is that the movie Mind Games, one of the reasons it's so... I, one of the reasons I love it so much and to me it's so perfect is that there is one loop and they repeat the same loop over and over again. We see it happen three times. This... It is not possible for there to be only one loop that is doing that is happening over and over again. It's almost like there's six loops or like there's only What's wrong with that? Or that there's only one, but there's always three iterations of her in every loop. Correct. That is really interesting. I agree. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that it's way more complicated than your typical time loop movie. I agree, which I think is like a and why I don't, I don't and why I don't think referring to her as just Prime is helpful. That's that's why I, I come back. We to that. follow the we follow one protagonist the entire film, one Jess. No, there is one other time we see a different Jess, and it's the one time that it is so inexplicable. It is inexplicable to me. Which is when. The really, really, really fucking dark, cruel Jess who kills Sally and Downey. We don't follow her. We see her. We do. She is our primary Jess for a period of time. That's our Jess. No, it's not. It totally is. It's not. It's not because it's before she gets in the jumpsuit and puts the bag over her head. Oh. And it's and she is the main reason. You're right. That's not our Jess. We don't. I would not say that we follow her. I think we do, and that's why she, again, she to me, that Jess, like dark Jess, is so perplexing because our Jess, that never happens to her. And so that, it's the only reason why she, there's a lot of things that the Jess who came before her, who she knocked off the boat, which is actually, if she's just one, that's just three. At that point, there is another Jess yes. wandering around, right? But she right? doesn't know that. She doesn't know that yet. But... There's a Jess... Okay. Let's, there's let's new, break this down. Yeah, there's, there's a Jess new, who has just discovered... Can we call her going on? Sweater Jess? There's Sweater Jess, Tank Top Jess, and Jumpsuit Jess. Sweater, sweater Jess arrives. She's fresh, innocent, has no idea what's going on. Survived a storm. Survived a storm. But, and is like, why is this place so familiar? What could be going on? At some point, and then like, sees all her friends get murdered. And at one point in that, sheds her sweater. Becomes. Tank top Jess, who is also wandering around. She is the one who accidentally hurts Victor. She's trying to convince him after he runs away looking for her, because she's also the one in the mirror. 
after she, he finds her, she tries to convince him that something's going on and that there's two of her on this boat and that they need to be really careful. And he's not listening. And she slams him up against the wall and his head goes into like one of those hooks that's like hanging for yes. various things. So then she's like, oh shit, didn't mean to do that. Sorry. And she runs away. This is where I don't remember. I don't remember the whole sequence with Tank Top Jess. But at some point, she becomes Jumpsuit Jess. I think you're Who is trying to kill everybody. I disagree. Sweater Jess mm-hmm. doesn't know what's going on. Tank Top Jess knows what's going on, but has not progressed to I need to kill my friends. And doesn't want to kill and her friends. And Jumpsuit Jess knows what's going on and is ready to kill her friends. Agreed. It's that simple. Except for, this is what I was saying, our Jess, Jess Prime as you were calling her, she never becomes as evil as the one Jumpsuit Jess that we see. Sure. I don't think that's clarifying for the listener at all. I think that's confusing to the listener. I agree, but it's a part of this movie that is confusing to me, and therefore it feels important to share. Are we not? I mean, are we shielding the audience from the parts of this movie that possibly don't make sense? No, but I don't feel that you jumped ahead to that. Only because, All right, let's talk about that. So we just explained it. Yes. She goes around, she's finding stuff, she finds notes, Uh, she finds that she's in a time loop. She's been in this time loop a lot. She has, she, yes, she has to be because she finds like 20 of these notes that all say. And she drops her locket down what, a What, the, um, what all the shaft. notes say? Kill them all? Is it something like that? If they board, kill them all. If they board, kill them all. So she sees like 20 of these notes and, and she, she writes, writes it, it down. In her own handwriting. To compare her handwriting. So she's clearly just doing this over and over and over again. Which is a weird self-fulfilling prophecy because it means it's like in her nature, every Jess will compare this note to her own handwriting yes see it and go is that my handwriting and then write it down so that she can be like that is my handwriting that's how i would write this if i were to write it she and finds then, a yes, locket she, with, she, yeah it's her locket with a picture of her son she drops it down a grate there's like 30 40 yeah, like tons of lockets down dozens. this grate yeah and she does find i think the gun here and the jumpsuits and stuff but well, she doesn't use them yet i think what you're what you were trying to get at earlier that i think we mixed up in our conversation is like she does intervene in the loop immediately. Yes. She does try to be like, no, I'm not going to have what, ha- what happened between me and Victor is not going to happen here. I'm going to go try to warn him. And then yes. she ends up hurting him. Mm-hmm. That's the like easy on the grabbing bit. Yes. And then she does go to the ballroom. And she shoots at, cause she has a gun. She no, shoots at the, the burlap. Oh, the ballroom, the ballroom. She kills, is this when she kills Victor to save herself and herself sees her? Yes. Yes. So then she does end up killing Victor on purpose to save herself from getting choked. And then herself sees her. They make eye contact and then herself runs away. That's still sweater dress versus tank top dress. And then, and then I think is when she sees, this is another reason why this has to be one big loop and not three different loops is because she did not see herself originally. Or maybe we just didn't see that. We didn't see it. She saw it. Okay. Fair enough. Um, then I think around this time... But it's still different because she goes to shoot at the theater. She goes to shoot at Burlap Sap Jess in the balcony. That's what she's changed. She's like, I'm going to fight back. I'm going to protect my friends. Yes. Yes. Which again, it also... happened in her lurp. That didn't happen. Correct. That's yes. What, like, this is why it's, it is three loops. But it's three loops that keep looping. But that's what I mean when it's all one big loop. Whatever. Because it's different. Semantics. I I, I think it's it's interesting. I think it's very different. It's a really different way to do a time loop movie. You, I feel like you think I'm criticizing it. I'm praising it. No, I just think that like we're getting lost in semantics. It is one time loop loop movie. It's one long loop. 
That's really different. That's okay. what I'm saying. If you say so. A loop containing three different versions of one person during a time loop movie is not something I have ever seen before. Okay. Anyway, at some point she sees, she looks down and sees her, you know, her first self and her 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 before self and her later self uh, fighting the way that she fought the t- the jumpsuit version of herself. Yep. She sees that one fall off the same way that she pushed somebody off. So then it's like, okay, now if we understand what's kind of going on, she's on track to become the next jumpsuit, and the person that she just saw is on track to become the next uh, tank top. Tank top. Around this time is also when she realizes, because this is when she tries to talk to Sally and Downey and convince them that she should that they should come with her to be safe. And then they make a mistake, which is that she's like, wait here and don't trust anyone, which is a problem because she's going to eventually come back for them. And this is when I wrote down, you need to have a code word. This is like, this is where things could have changed is if she's like, don't trust anyone who looks like me unless they say this word. And then of course that might be a problem later, but like, that's what you need to do if you're going to in a yes. time loop situation. This that's, does not work. This is the scene when you mentioned that jumpsuit Jess kills them. This is the scene you alluded she to kills 20 Downey. minutes ago. Yes. She kills Downey. And Sally. Not yet. She kills Downey and she writes in someone. No, she kills Downey. She chases Sally. Sally Heather gets away. We heard earlier. Sally gets away. Yes, Sally. Heather on your mind. Sorry, I all those their their names. Uh, Sally does does the the message call. Um, because she has seen jumpsuit Jess killing everyone. Um, doesn't know who to trust. Never really trusted Jess in the first place, and is like all of her fears are just being, you know, exacted here. But then Tank Top Jess, who is our Jess, the one we followed this whole time, finds her, tries to run away with her, but Heather gets shot or something else. Like, Heather is dying. Heather, oh my god. Yeah, why do you keep seeing this? Sorry. She tries to get Sally to come with her, but Sally, like, something happened and Sally is also dying. Yes. She is, like, bleeding out. And then she starts running away from Jess and she crawls to, like, this sort of upper deck cabin thing and stumbles into um like 20 of her own dead bodies yeah it's the best shot in the movie it's so scary it is it is the pinnacle of the film fucking terrifying just all dead being picked apart by seagulls uh and it's just crazy to imagine exactly what we said earlier her instinct is always to come here she will always come here she will always come here and die and she will die here and so she's dying and She's the, she's the, quote unquote, the last one. This is also different, right? Because this is like why I was saying that the whole loop, this is only half the No, Sally's. because Tank Top Jess sees Jumpsuit Jess throw the rifle, use the rifle as a melee weapon. Yeah, but sometimes. At, uh Sweater Jess, as she vaults over the thing, and then Sweater Jess is going to get Sorry. Jumpsuit Jess to go off the side of the boat. But now... This is where our third Jess comes in. Is because our Jess, who is now tank top Jess, mm-hmm. witnesses this happen from an upper deck. I already said that. No, this happens now. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, that's why she's up so high. My point was that this is not always the way that Sally dies. Sometimes Sally dies in the theater. Yes, but it is the way that every version first of this. First and third Sally dies. Yes, then this is what I mean about like, again, maybe it's not even one loop. It's like two loops overlapping, right? Sure. Uh, but there's always the first and the third do something, and then the second and the fourth. But there's only three on the boat at one time. I think it's just there's three. There's this interesting map. I think it's just three, because I think that 
the Jesses we identified is what it, there's always three Jesses on the boat. Okay, so it's the first until, and the third. There's three Jesses on the boat until the brief period that there is two, which is when this moment jumpsuit goes off the side of the board. Yes, off the side of the board, overboard, overboard. off the side of the boat, and Sally dies. Because yeah. that's her whole thing. This is the moment. Because this is when I was like, in the movie, I was like, I'm still not getting why she kills them. I'm still not understanding why this happens. Because, yes, they're kind of getting in her way. And some of them have been accidents. And some of them have been necessary. But we saw this kind of really fucked up version of Jess blatantly kill Sally and Downey in a very cruel and violent way. So, like, how did she get to that point? And this is the answer, which is that she sees her jumpsuit self go over the edge. She sees Heather. Mm. What she is going sees, on? It, I just keep Heather's on this movie. I know. I just it's this Sally is not a name that matters to me. Heather just comes to my mind more. more Sally's easily. your aunt's name. I know. That's why it only appeals. It's like that's just my aunt. There's no one else, no one else in the name Sally. She sees Sally die, and the moment Sally dies is when the she triangle sees comes the triangle. Back. So it's like okay, when they all die, the triangle returns. That's what has to happen. So she cleans up after her past self's messes. Mm-hmm. She disposes of these bodies that are still like laying around. Mm-hmm. She writes in Downey's blood. Downey's blood. Go to the theater because yes. she's like, okay, now I've. I have to I set was, up the loop. I was right. I I did the right thing, which was get them in this theater so I could take them out from above. Now she's like, oh my god, jumpsuit Jess. She's suddenly making a lot of sense to me. Now she becomes jumpsuit Jess. She goes mm-hmm. and she does. She fulfills that. She shoots Greg, et cetera, et cetera. Here is my problem. Mm-hmm. You have seen, set aside what we know about what happens at the very last act of this movie. Uh-huh. You have seen what happens. This doesn't work. Why are you doing what Jumpsuit Jess did? Well, this According is... to you, again, set aside everything that we know that happens after. Mm. According to you, Jumpsuit Jess dies when she jumps overboard. Jumpsuit Jess isn't getting home. Why would you just repeat all of her mistakes? Because she's dumb. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, like, honestly, but she's me, not... Me, if I was in this position, I would be like, okay, I have to do something different. Maybe, because of fate, because of time loops, it leads me to the same place. I would try a different approach. I would not put on the jumpsuit and kill the people and set up the loop for... Like, I would not do that. I would let people find their own dead bodies. See what happens then. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. Just see what happens. Disrupt it. The worst thing that happens is you're stuck in a fucking time loop still. So, like... Right. Which she... I mean, her whole thing, which she did... She did do the thing that I wanted her to do eventually which is like you don't have to be going around killing all these people if you are correct another jumpsuit jess will emerge and she can kill everybody and you should stay down on that little thing so that you can get on board the triangle and leave when they when everybody else boards that is what you should do don't worry about what's going on in the ship go down that ladder no because you have to fulfill you have to be the jumpsuit jess for you don't have to well, that's in the way that this works. Tank top dress is radicalized by seeing what happens. Well, this is, again, this is the thing that is... Which means that Jumpsuit Jess has to kill all of Sweater Jess's friends in order for for Tank top Jess to become radicalized. Otherwise... Not necessarily. You are Jumpsuit Jess. You're a, you're a pacifist Jumpsuit Jess. <laughs> and there's just a Tank top Jess running around who never becomes a Jumpsuit Jess. But, but Tank top Jess does still kill people. Tanktop so just kills one person. She, yes, she kills one person. But, you know, you could, you could hope that she eventually just gets to that point all on her own. You could hope. Sure, you're right that this is my same point, which is do something differently. Mm-hmm. I would not wait for my uh, tank top Jess counterpart to evolve. Sure. 
again, I think that like the whole thing is flawed in the first place because it, one, if she, like, she's so focused on getting back on the triangle, she needs more of them to arrive so that she can kill them, so that more of them can arrive so that she can get on the boat. Like, that's yes. what, that's what needs, she just like wants to get on that boat. But they weren't able to get home on the boat. So how are you going to get home on the this boat, Jess? Like, how is that helpful Her to you? logic is crazy to me that it's like, don't just do the same no, thing. She does have a, not even the same thing. Even if she gets on the boat, where is she going? Let's say the plan works flawlessly. She doesn't go over the side. She succeeds. It's she still goes down the water. It's still a capsized sailboat boat. in the middle of the where Caribbean. Where are you going to go? Like, it's crazy to me. Um, she has that kind of disease that we always joke about of like, um, the guy, the character I think who most exemplifies it is the Elizabeth Debicki's character in Tenet, who oh. like has no brain except for my son. Yes. And that is how she acts. She is literally She's that. like, the whole world's going to end. And that includes my son. Like, okay, we understand. But that she is blinded by that. All she cares about is that I can't her believe I didn't that connection. That's and literally who she the, is. It, the movie keeps repeating it because she keeps stumbling upon herself having that fight with Greg where he's talked about her world. And she's like, my world is standing outside. We're going to get picked up right now. Don't talk about my world. And it's like, the movie's like, yeah, that's all she fucking cares about. That's, she is blinded by love for him, which is fair. Put a he, pin in that line, by the way. Just put a pin in that line. Yeah. She, it is it is a bummer that she is stranded in this time loop while her son is out there in the world. Terrible for her. But I, I don't think that it means that she's approaching this with a lot of logic. Because, I agree. Yeah, she's not very smart. She's like, I'm going to go put on a jumpsuit and a burlap sack on my head. And because, that's going to be super fun. Only because that's what she saw the previous jumpsuit Jess do. This she is, saw it happen again. But this now, is my point. I, like, some but this is my that point that she didn't the see the like previous jumpsuit just do it. She saw the one before her do it. This is my point, is that she's literally just recreating past mistakes. Correct. That jumpsuit just goes over the side of the boat. And that's where we go. Let's let's just go forward yep. to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. She has Becomes an encounter with Jess. her sweater Jess. Goes over the side of the boat. Even though this was a fight she already had, she does all the same things. She throws the gun at her. Has she forgotten? Is that the point? We're watching a movie, so we're like, oh, we get that that's exactly what happened before. I have no idea. Is she just like, oh my God, acting on instinct? I don't know. I don't remember this fight I had before. The thing that's crazy about it is that it... I don't know, listeners, if you've ever been in a fight... Or a time loop. I hope you've never been in a fight where you have a gun that you're trying to shoot someone, in which case, like, you know, you don't need to be listening to this podcast. (laughs) Uh... You know what you don't do is you don't throw a weapon at somebody to be like, here, here's a firearm. I'm going to use it as a... It's not like, the best. And then she like but no, lets so her So someone does that to acts. her and she doesn't think, wow, that was a weird thing. To, that was a weird fighting tactic. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. She does it. She does it. She goes over the side, but she doesn't die. She wakes up on the beach. <gasps> Just like, like her, her dream. dream. Oh my God. She wakes up on the beach like her dream. Mm-hmm. She hitchhikes home. For a second, I was like, is this a deserted island? But no, it's okay. First of all, she's like, she's you said this. I want to give you credit for this. You uh, pitched a killer alternate ending of this movie, <laughs> which is that you thought that she was going to be an island full of Jesses. Yes. Oh, my God. Because, well, of course, the thought I was having was, I don't know if anyone remembers our Mind Games episode. It was a few years ago. I think it was like five years ago, honestly. I would say that crazy. most of the people listening to this episode have not heard about Mind okay, Games. Okay, well, this is your PSA. Go watch Mind Games and this together. It's a that's that's a better you know double header than triangle of sadness is watch this and mind games amazing um we discussed on that podcast the infinite michael's paradox which yes. is that if the time loop is able to just keep replicating itself it's not like some time loops where like 
somebody dies and then someone gets replaced. There's only two running around at one time. Like potentially if this time loop exists forever, there will be like 45 of this character running yes. around. And that's definitely what is p- possible with this situation because we've seen all of the dead Sally's. It's why most time loops solve this problem with either a character who goes to sleep, wakes up at the beginning of the next day because right. being unconscious means you can just like wipe that yep. conscious off the board. Gr- or like when, a Groundhog Day style. Like groundhog Day. Yeah. Or when they die, like in Palm Springs, that it's yes. just like... Or even or is if that you, when you go to sleep too? That's when you go to sleep or die. It's either one. It's either one. It's still like there's only one of you at one time. Point being, Some your, time your loops, consciousness ends and you start over. But some time loops get away with it by not even doing that, which is like that you're repeating the same day over and over again, because that's a different kind of time loop movie, yeah. I think. This kind of time loop, it's more like, um, I think we talked about this also, that it's almost area of effect. Yes. It's like you enter a time loop Like a singularity, space, yeah. A singularity, exactly. And what I think some movies do in that situation is that there's only ever two because one of them always dies. So it's like you're pro- you're going through the time loop. Somebody dies, and then you die, and then a new person comes in and replaces you, and then you die. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's, yeah. that doesn't happen here, right? Like there could be infinite number of you. Anyway, the version you pitched of this while we were watching it of if she ends up on this island and then just walks into a community of Jesses that have, have like ticket <laughs> the infinite Jesses, yeah, that would fucking rock. Hysterical. I mean, that's where you end the movie, right? Then that's it's like not, oh shit, that's not the. That's not what happens. She's in Florida. She washes up on the beach of a Florida, uh, you know, Florida. She runs to her home. She like, you know, she's literally running down the street in her wedge heels. That's another really, sorry, very funny thing. She's wearing these wedge heels the whole time. And there's a part where she's in the jumpsuit with a burlap sack over her head going to shoot um, Greg. And he's like, oh my God, a murderer. And then he looks down and sees her wedge sandals. (laughs) And it is the most, like, it's such a silly moment where it's like, why is this killer wearing wedge sandals? And he's like, oh my God, that's Jess. She's running down the street. Gets back home. Now we're to the beginning of the movie that we sort of fast forwarded over, yes. which is that her son was painting, her son spilled some paints. She's wearing a nice dress. She's wearing a nice dress. It didn't go well. It turns out that in she witnesses herself do this. She screamed at and hit her son. Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up ringing her own doorbell because she thinks that when we saw it before, she thought it was Greg coming to like see her mm-hmm. she goes outside and talks to her neighbor and is like did you see anyone ring my doorbell there are now two jesses interacting in her home yes so it is not Presumably, an area effect time loop no she's literally duplicated herself yes and this is again the beginning of the movie but it's also presumably the jess that ha- a previous jumpsuit jess right yeah who is like demented by her experiences and cruel to her son in a way that Jess potentially didn't even know that she could be. Which means the beginning of the movie was a misdirect, which is brilliant in yes, my mind. It is really That good. it is the end of the loop, not the beginning of the loop. Yes. Well. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, and so she, this, our Jess, the mm-hmm. Jess we've been following the whole time, mm-hmm. decides she has to save her son from herself. From herself, her evil self, yeah. So she kills her doppelganger. Quote, unquote, evil yes. self. Her, her doppelganger. previous self. The version that is currently raising her son. Yeah. In her home. Which is her. Like, again. It's, Which is it's, her. It's just jumpsuit Jess from before. That's the situation. <laughs> like She takes Tommy, which is her son's name. I don't think we've mentioned that. No. Takes Tommy, gets him in the car, is like, we're leaving. We see some shots from earlier of like... Her holding him and being like, it's yeah. okay now. You're safe now. I love you. There's a really horrible, sad part, in my opinion. Really, really, really tragic. Possibly the most really upsetting part of this movie. Where she witnesses this happening. She's like, 
you monster, you cruel, evil bitch. How could you be doing this to, to, to my son? Yeah. I have to steal him away from you. Which is like rightful, understandable. If you are, if you're the you, the real you that you think you are, and you see this woman who looks like you slapping your son, makes perfect sense to me. Sure. And she's like, I'm going to be the good mom. Like, I'm, I'm good mom. Steals him away, packs some stuff, gets in the car, starts driving, and is like, things are going to be different from now on. Like, I'm, I'm going to be different. Like, I'm here for you. But literally as they drive, he starts, like, screaming and getting upset. Like the kid from the Babadook on literally. our on our Babadook episode, if you listen to that. We had that, that conversation as well. We had a whole fight about kids being dipshit Terrible assholes. Terrible in the car. But she starts to break. You see her, like, becoming the woman that she just killed. No, she gets very angry with him. Very angry, very quickly. Does not have the patience for it. It's, it is extremely sad. And because she's stupid, she keeps turning her head around to deal with their kid. Yeah, not, not, Here's this, a, not a smart I'm not a parent. I'm sure there are parents who listen to this podcast. When and if I am a parent and my kid is screaming in the backseat, I'm not going to turn around to look at them. No. Because that's how you die. That's what the rearview mirror is for. <laughs> no, you don't have to look at your kid to scold them. You don't have to. Don't look at your kid. Your kid's just making your life harder. He ends up kicking the back seat, her, the back of her seat. Like, fuck this kid. Again, we've, we've discussed it already in the Babadook podcast. I agree with you that you should not look back at your child, especially if you're the only driver. Don't do that. There's only Let one driver in a car at a given time. I'm saying that, like, there's... T- I, we, I wasn't going to say this because it's a Megan spoiler, but the first scene of Megan where the dad's driving and the mom is the one who turns around and does stuff, that's what you can do if you're the passenger parent. Gotcha. Point being... I don't think that's much of a spoiler for Megan. That's sure. The first scene of Megan. <laughs> the first scene of Megan. Um, if you're the one driving, don't turn around. Your child is not going to stop screaming because you look them in the eye. That's no. just not how it works. Um, just drive. Get the fuck out of Florida. That's what she's trying to do, is go somewhere else. He will eventually stop screaming. Focus on driving the car. It's all good. She doesn't do that. She gets a car accident and her son fucking dies. Congratulations. She is driving by a, um, school and there's a marching band that is playing the Glenn Miller song. Oh, we didn't mention the Glenn Miller song. You did. You talked about the record skipping. Oh, the jazz record earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's a Glenn Miller song called Anchors Away. Anchors Away. Uh, and they're playing it and I think that also distracts her. I believe that's the Navy's anthem. Oh, that makes sense. Anchors Away, me boys. Anchors Away. I think it's the Navy. Anyway. Well, that's good. Yeah, good It could be the Coast Guard. Maybe. Um, in no, any case, Coast Guard is in the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. <laughs> Remember elementary school? You didn't sing this up in elementary school? No, right. I did not go to Coast Guard elementary school. Well, I went to elementary school in the state of Missouri where we sung <laughs> all of that. the military anthems in choir in elementary school. That's crazy. I learned your grand old flag and that's all I ever had to know. Anyway, acres away. She hears it. It distracts She's her. She's like, that's weird. She gets into a car accident. Son dies. Fucked up. Like... Son dies. She is mirac- This is kind of the most um, supernatural part, I would say. In, in a lot of supernatural parts, this is the most supernatural part where she is suddenly just out of the car, standing on the road. No, like, and behind behind her, yes, is a sudden is a driver, a taxi man, a mysterious man who says, "There's nothing you can do for the boy. Do you need a ride?" And yeah. she's like, who are you? He's the ferryman of the River Styx. No, he's just a driver. Taxi. That's what he's like, I'm just and a driver. And he takes her to the docks. To the harbor. And she... So real quick, that is something she says. He says, like, can I give you a ride? And she says, take me to the harbor. Yes. So, like, it's not like... 
Again, if you look at it from a metaphysical sense, it's not that he has to take her to the harbor. No, no. She asks to go he there. He takes her wherever she wants to go. Maybe if she said, take me away, maybe he would take her to the afterlife. But no, she wants to go to the harbor because she wants is to like, do it differently. I have another shot. And here she is showing up to the triangle, looking sleepy and disoriented. That's the Jess runs that in, we know. Runs into Victor. Mm-hmm. He's Says really he's weird with Victor. Yep. He's like, uh, where is my son? Uh, uh, he's at school. And Victor's like, okay, dude, whatever. Yeah. And then she goes on the boat, takes a nap. And that's the movie. That's the, the whole movie. thing. That's the whole loop. Uh, sorry, real quick. This movie rocks. Uh, I love that almost all of it is unexplained. Why is the Aeolus the way it is? Why does it show up at their time of need? No reason. Why is she in a time loop? It's spooky as when fuck. When is the beginning of the time loop? Did it, it ever really begin? None of it's Who explained. Knows? And I appreciate that greatly rather than it, it giving me all the answers. I agree. Because it leaves me walking out of this movie being like, fuck yeah, what a cool experience. I agree. My only hang up from the very end of the movie, this is my only query, is do you think that when she goes to take a nap on the boat and she wakes up, Does she think it was all a dream? Because I don't understand how she's the the first Jess that we saw, who now we know that the first Jess that we saw, original sweat, sweat, sweater Jess, OG sweater Jess, who we follow through the whole movie, when she rocks up to the boat, she seems very confused. And judging from what we know. Well, she has deja vu, but she doesn't know what's going on. So do you think that the nap is the reset? That the there's almost like kind of like a a restart for this specific. Well, this is the thing. We are not in her consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like she is very opaque to us as viewers, which is why, you know, when she's hitting her child, it's like, we don't know what kind of woman this person is. We just know the way no. she presents herself. We know very little of her. And which so is like, we learn. I do think the nap is the reset, but that like, she, we don't know what she knows. Sure, but she's too. We have seen her be too confused when she's alone. But she's also dumb. Yes, I think regardless, I think that it. I hear you. I hear she you. She would not be like deja vu if she had a real sense. She's had a real long before. day. To be fair, that's what I'm saying. That's actually that's why I think the nap is the reset. That it yeah. has to almost like really confuse her because when she gets on the boat, the she or the triangle. No, sorry, the boat, not the ship. When she gets on the triangle with Greg and everyone and they're alive, she knows exactly what just happened because it just happened. Yes. So she is going to the boat in order to get back on the ship in order to start over and try yes, to change something. To save, right? to save her son. But then when she wakes up, I think something has to feel new because then, as we talked about, she's a lot lighter. She's still a weird woman. Again, like maybe this might just be her yeah, personality yeah. Is that she's weird, but she's able to talk very normally to Sally and Heather and she doesn't she seems extra confused when they see you know the web the bad weather happening and she doesn't know what to do during the shipwreck which she or the yeah. boat the boat wreck which she would probably know if she remembered everything she would know you know that what to do well, it depends on whether or not she can actually change things true my point is just that I find it a lot more believable as a movie if the nap acts as a sort of like, um, you know, not a reset because she still obviously remembers some things, but acts as a, you know, it makes things fuzzier for her. Yeah, absolutely. Because, she, because she dreams about being 
you know, on the waking up on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's like, it just confuses her. And I think that, I think that 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 works. That's why I think the nap is such a great idea. I don't think it'd make any sense at all if she rocks up to this boat and is like, here I am, show me the ship. Sorry, my prior criticism of the nap was in terms of no, 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 no. the context I of I normal know, social behavior. I know, I know. But I just, I no, separate from that, I think. No, that, I agree. I think, I think that it it's a really good idea. For this film, it works excellently. Again, yes. just in real life, don't do that because it makes you seem like an asshole. As someone who often comes off as an asshole because they don't know how to act in social situations, unfortunately, at least I know not to I do disagree. That. I think that if you, if you go to a party... Uh, where whether it be on a boat or at someone's house, and you're like, hey, gotta be honest, I'm just coming off a really, really, really bad day, and I think that I will be a lot more fun and more social if I can just sneak, like, not a couple hours, because they're gonna be on this boat all day, so a couple hours makes sense there, but if you went to someone's house and you were like, can I just, like, take a really, really, really short nap, and then when I promise when I come out, like, it's gonna make me feel so much better and more refreshed, I think that's totally acceptable. I would say that that's a totally fine, normal thing for someone to do. Okay. All right. Nap. Take naps. <laughs> I'm pro. This movie rocks. I'm pro this movie. I'm pro this movie too. I don't think it totally crystallized for me the way that it did for you because I have these hang-ups, but finding out it was a time loop movie was fucking thrilling. Yeah. And the end absolutely bangs because it's so confusing. And then that really like pulls it all together. And uh, I'm always in favor of a movie attempting something this complex. Another sick roulette pick. Love it. Can't believe the roulette's given us such gifts recently. You've been lucky. Um, We already talked about this a little bit, but obviously it's very uh, based on The Shining. There's a lot of Shining, uh, you know, imagery and uh, Easter eggs throughout. Um, this is a movie that, like, I'm sure that the trivia section of IMDb doesn't even really have all of the Easter eggs. Oh, no. Because um, I'm sure it, this is one of the kind of movies that I really, really love that is just full of, like, little things that you can kind of pull from. But one of my favorites is um, one just as we think about the whole movie as a whole, this is less trivia and more just, like, analyzing. But it is really interesting that it, the movie's called Triangle, right? Mm-hmm. It brings to mind... Bermuda Triangle, right? Like when you're, you know, getting lost at sea. But there's also three dresses on board the ship at all times. I just realized this. You just realized it? I just realized our three dress theory. I just realized the triangle. Yes. Sorry, like this moment. Oh, I love that for you. It's incredible. I love it. Yes. This this is the triangle. And also that that, um, in Greek mythology, Aeolus is a name shared by three different characters. Oh, yes, I said that earlier. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, we said that we, we mentioned two, Father of Sisyphus and the Master of, Master the, of Winds. the Winds. Um, I don't know what the third one is, but there it's are three. Is it? Yeah. Well, there's three of them. They're hard to tell apart. The son of Helen and the eponymous founder of the alien race. The alien race? <laughs> yeah, the alien race. Oh, the Aeol- like the Aeolians. Yes. That's really funny. Um. Yeah, so very interesting. There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of, I think, three imagery yeah. throughout. Um, it's very it rocks. Cool. I enjoy it very much. Anything else? No. You ready to throw a gun at this? Which, again, <laughs> I keep coming back to. It's a stupid thing to do. I'm not ready to do that because that's a terrible way to kill someone. Again, just don't do that. That's yeah. just a bad idea. You know what bad your opponent tactic. now has? A, a gun. gun. <laughs> I think there's one quote that we didn't say that I wanted to mention, uh, which is, when she wakes up. Um, 
from her boat nap. Uh, and she seems like a little refreshed mm-hmm, and better. Uh, she's handed a glass of alcohol and Greg says, apparently bad dreams cure you of real life stress, as does champagne. Which I thought yeah. was a very, very funny line. That and is I wrote down funny because it's charmed me. I mean, that's kind of what I was saying, right? The nap was like yeah. washing some things away for her. It certainly did. She got started. She woke up fresh from, you know, whatever was, whatever past lives she had lived. And it seems like a lot of them probably. Yeah. I, I mean, that's She's really trapped crazy. in this loop. They're all trapped in this horrifying time loop. Well, most of them get to die, thankfully. I mean, Shouts out to Heather, who yeah. dies immediately. All she does is get on a boat and die. That is her whole yep. life. That's Well, it. I mean, I assume she lives some before that. But, like, she unfortunately doesn't have to deal Maybe. with this bullshit. Who knows what's going on in this plane of existence? Triangle 2. It's Heather's story. She wakes, <laughs> she wakes up somewhere. And... She could. Yeah. That'd be fucking cool. Are you ready to push this off the side of a boat now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Get it off here. Why'd you pull up the roulette? You know what happens, though, is that, you know, it falls into the water and it comes back. Yeah. So maybe we'll roll this again on our roulette and... <laughs> We'll have to do it a second time. You've never done that. Would that be funny? If we rolled something again. Yeah. I feel like depending on what it is, it might be fun to revisit it. Depending on what it is, yeah. I think actually the times we've done it, we have done it like once and it was something that we had just done. Yeah, so Triangle shows up right now. Our next episode be We've been doing this podcast long enough that there are absolutely things I would revisit. Again, we're not cheating. We're not calling our shot here. So who knows what's about to show up? No. Our next movie will be... Circle. <laughs> circle? Yeah, Circle. You know, it's Triangle 2, Circle. No, it's its its own movie called Circle. Where is this? Netflix. We return to our old friend, Netflix.com. All right, well, we have to do Square next, I think. Yeah, Square and then, um, you know what I mean? Trapezoid. Trapezoid. <laughs> then we can go 3D. Rhombus. We can do Sphere. <laughs> oh, my God. Cube? I love it. Cube. <gasps> Cube is hard. Amazing. This is what fun. if this is your theme for 2023? Circle. Sorry, this took so long. I broke my finger. It's been forever. Oh, yeah. Evan did break their finger. Um, really sad. What if we make our 2023 theme shapes? That's really funny. No promises. All right. Our next week will be Circle. What year is it from? 2015. 2015. I don't know anything about this. No, it says horror sci fi. So that's fun. I love sci fi. I love sci fi. Until then, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com and on Twitter and Facebook at nowscreaming. Be sure to share your love of shapes and boats with us on our social media and tell your friends to do the same. Hell yeah. Let's talk about boats. Thanks, as always, to Wes Craven and to Glenn Miller, who is a banger band leader. He fucking disappeared. I did not know this until this movie. That's one of the trivia facts of the trivia section is that it's like, oh yeah, this song's by... Glenn Miller and it's recorded by the Glenn Miller band and he vanished over the ocean in, in World a, War II in a Bermuda Triangle style vanishing where'd he go no one fucking knows that's crazy it's crazy I sometimes this just happens where like a really there's famous a really person. famous person and they die not even in a mysterious way I just learned also that like pretty recently that Billie Holiday like died in a hotel well, room like being no, hunted hospital, by the FBI oh yes but being like hunted by the FBI yeah because she was like, you know, on drugs, on yeah. their list, well, on their list for being like fucking, you know, subversive, subversive. So like, it's crazy. Sometimes you just learn these things where you're like, oh, this is a totally famous person. And then it's like, oh, their death was insanely mysterious and fucked up. That's just crazy. Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller. Though. He's amazing. Some of the, some of the best 
truly Glenn Miller, I will say this, some of the best music ever, obviously, but also to me, the person who exemplifies the ways that jazz can be really scary. And oh, I yeah. love that. I think Moonlight Serenade, Moonlight Serenade is so fucking scary. And part of that is like the the biggest memory that I have associated with it, which is Sleep No More. But even then, sometimes you listen to it and you're like, I feel uncomfortable. I feel scared. Jazz can be spooky. It's so spooky. And I think that he was the first person who ever taught me that. He's not the only person to do that. Yeah, yeah. But he's the first person who taught me how jazz it is not just like, Oh, elevator music, or like, or even like, oh wow, so beautiful. But like, no, it no, can, I love it, can that. it has a mood to it in some situations that is fucking spooky and ominous and scary, and I love that. And his fucking death was so ominous. Oh my god, I can't get over it. <laughs> Sorry. All right, everybody, sing, 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 and stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.